Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us <laughs> as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, hmm. as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, Patrick, and welcome to April. Fool. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> April. Hey. Yes, definitely start off with some foolishness. Yes, we... <laughs> So it's, yeah, I, I don't know who's more foolish, the fool or the fool that goes to watch it. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Everybody could be at fault. Yep. Uh, indeed. Uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm pretty good. Um, you know, awful week. Kyle was here for about half. She went home <laughs> Thursday, and um, but managed to go see um Batman, which nice. She enjoyed it. Good. Um, she did feel like a couple of times she thought it was going to end that it didn't. Yep. So she did feel it was a little too long. But um, other than that, she liked it. And I'll say this third time watching it, it did. I did feel the three hours this time. Did you? Because you. Yeah. Well, it's because you already knew. You knew the yeah. beats of the movie. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. It's because uh, even I knew that second time around. Like I knew the beats of the movie. It's like oh, we still got this and this and this to go. But yeah. it's didn't take me out of it but maybe, i don't know maybe it's um, but it's it's yeah. still good oh still good. yeah yeah but being her first take and she's like yeah, yeah the movie could end about two or three other times i'm like yeah yeah probably, probably. <laughs> but um she liked it she really liked okay. it. she enjoyed it awesome yeah um and then um yeah that's about all the week as far as okay. activities yeah okay um so, question does she know how to ride a bike mm-hmm. okay about how old was she when she finally like do you think <laughs> do you think i don't need like an exact time stamp but like a uh, rough yeah, estimate maybe, she was at least about five maybe five or six. Oh wow maybe. okay it was a little, a little after that but okay somewhere around she was pretty she was under <laughs> 10 gotcha well, my over 10, <laughs> not the high school, but, um, but yeah, he, York was, he's never been one that's really been interested. Mm-hmm. Like he won a free bike. I want to say kindergarten. Kindergarten, first grade did this drawing contest about bicycle safety mm-hmm. through, I guess, some program that Metro, that, uh, Metro schools and the Metro Police Department uh, had going on some. I'm sure it's a grant or something. Yeah. And so by participating in doing this, he won. A, he was one of several kids that won a free bike and a helmet. So he's had this bike for like six years at this point. Wow. Had training or I put training wheels on it. None of them had training wheels. So I had to go put training wheels on it. Yeah, and they were never just long enough because the bike he got was, you know, a like a I wouldn't say a grown up size bike, but I mean it was it was size. not like a beginner. Yeah, it was not like a beginner. It was like an intermediate level bicycle. So these training wheels didn't quite reach. They weren't ever level, so it made it harder for him to wear, and which discouraged him from wanting to learn and deciding that you know a scooter or you know something like that was a better option for him to learn and enjoy 
Yeah. So we had made a deal with the kids that if you can learn to ride a bike, we'll get you a new bike. And York's all, well, I don't know if I'll ride it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I had him get on the old bike, took the training wheels off just for kicks. Tires are flatter than anything because he hadn't been on it. And yeah. I mean, well, shoot, we've been at this place six months and it hasn't been taken out. So, but just for kicks, just to see. Mm-hmm. He got out there and just started riding his bike like he'd been riding this entire time. Surprising himself, but I don't know if he surprised himself more or surprised us more. Right. But he's just out here just riding around like he's been doing it for years. I guess I guess this gives new meaning to just like riding, you know, just Yeah. <laughs> first much. time just did it like he's done it before. <laughs> With flat tires, which is you've got to yeah. imagine it's harder to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot more effort to put into it because you don't you know, especially for pedaling, it's a lot more effort for pedaling because it's not, you know, it's weighing down more. More tension. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I mean, it's been out in the elements too. The chain is fine. Like the chain was perfect, but a lot of the bolts and everything else are all kinds of rusted and everything. Yeah. And so, you know, so guess what? He was eligible to get a new bike. And guess what? His interest drastically peaked a lot more than it did beforehand. And so uh, <clears throat> we're working on with Grayson. You know, she's seven. She really, at this point, probably should be. But I was probably seven or eight from when I can yeah. remember. Heck. Um, and but I used to, I mean, granted, for us, it was a different time growing up. So. Yeah, out, well, we were outside more, and we were given more freedom. At least I know I was. Yeah. We had we lived in this really really pleasant neighborhood where we were able to ride our bikes and do stuff like that in. And I would just go ride my bike around the trails and everything else, be gone for 30, 40 minutes, and nobody would think the wiser. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I knew my boundaries of where I was allowed to ride and where I was not. Yeah. So... <laughs> Because God forbid somebody, you know, somebody that knows, you know, me or the me or my parents saw me like, you know, we saw Jeff today earlier. Yeah, that was nice. No, he was riding down, blah, 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 blah. He was what? You know, I didn't. I need to be hearing all that. (laughs) Yeah. Stayed in the neighborhood, literally stayed in my lane, (laughs) so to speak. Um, But yeah, so we had that kind of freedom, you know, in the. Last place we lived at, we kind of lived on a major roadway, which is not a good place to ride a bike or learn right. to ride a bike. And so our driveway was on a fairly good incline, so not really a good place either. Sure. Um, and, you know, the backyard's just a small little circle paved area that, you know, you're just riding around in circles and not really getting a good straightaway. I mean, we tried going up to the school and all that, and it just didn't work out as much. Whereas now with this new place, you know, it's a nice little s- small community area where you just can ride around in like a circle and not, and there's hardly any traffic. So it's a lot safer area for them to learn. Yeah. And so, you know, Grayson's learning. We took one training wheel off for her so she, she could try and balance. We went ahead and got her a new one. So whenever she is ready, it's, you know, it'll be ready for her. And also probably give her more incentive to want to. So we ended up going to a park um, and 
York was just flying around. You know, we adjusted his seat and everything to where it's, you know, a lot better. And he's just flying around, just all smiles. It's amazing. And then Grayson, we're working on and, you know, took one. And then I took the other training wheel off and we just kind of, I would kind of hold her and then kind of let go for a little bit, see how she would do. And she's, she's good for about three to five seconds. And then, you know, I'll have to grab her or she'll put her feet down. And so she's getting there. It's just you need to get her out more as the weather gets nice, you know, hopefully it gets nicer than we can get out more and practice more. So, yeah, I mean, especially with as good a balance as she has for dance and everything else, you know, it's just trying to get her to not feel discouraged. Right. And, uh, you know, the, what I, the way I put it to her is like, listen, we, you don't get discouraged when you don't know how to do some, a, you know, a move in dance or gymnastics. You just keep practicing until you get it right. Yeah. Okay. Same literally the same thing you're just on a bike but you keep practicing until you get it and then one day guess what you get it and then you don't have to worry about it true yeah so yeah hers is a little bit more practice but you know the joy to the joy to see york you know the look on his face when he's like holy crap i i'm doing it like i'm i can't believe i'm doing this this is amazing yeah yeah yeah, his tune definitely changed on a on a bike now. So he's <laughs> oh no no sorry his gears had shifted on his thoughts of a new bike. There we go. That's an yeah. analogy. There we go. Yeah. Um, I remember riding bikes when I was younger, but uh, when Kyle was riding a bike, I take her to Centennial Park and just let her ride around. Oh you know, yeah. I'd walk behind her, follow her, and um, she did have training wheels at first, but she had like bent them so much that they were. To, you know, up. So yeah. She was pretty much riding a bike without the training wheels, except for when she's turning, gets yeah. to use it as a crutch. Yep. And um, but the last time I rode a bike, I forgot how old I was, but um, lived in this apartment. Me and my sister had a bike, mm-hmm. and we would ride around everybody else, you know, friends. And um, and somebody stole my bike out of the storage we had. Dang. And after that, I just never rode a bike anymore. I <laughs> just like. So I used to ride, I had a 10 speed, I guess technically I probably, st- I bet it's in my grandfather, my grandparents, uh, shed, mm-hmm. but I had a 10 speed, like a, like a racing kind of 10 speed, not like a mountain bike 10 speed. Yeah. And I would ride that all over the neighborhood. And then some, uh, when we moved to Missouri and I would wear that sucker out and then I got a license and then I never got on it again. <laughs> I'm not yeah. even, I, I hate saying that, but it's true. And I just didn't get on a bike for years. And the ones I did get on were not mine. Yeah. And, you know, I got on York's yesterday. So York ended up getting like a mongoose. I'd always wanted a mongoose because those were the hot bikes, you know, growing up. But they were also more expensive. Yeah. So he's got front and rear pegs on his bike, which is awesome because that's like one I would want. But I did let him choose which one he wanted. <clears throat> Because it all depends on how it fits them, you know. And that's yeah. obviously we'll adjust the seat or the we can adjust seat or the handlebars bars or whatever. But just kind of get a feel which one you like. So I gave, you know, we showed them the different styles of uh, like BMX ones, and then you know like a mountain bike. So I thought he'd probably like that because him and his mom like to go hiking a lot. Right. And that'd be something they could, you know, he could take. And so he tried it. He liked one, but then, but ended up liking the one he chose. I was like, dude, we don't care which one you get. We're going to give you all these options that'll 
probably good for your, you know, your, uh, for your size body. Yeah. And go from there. And that's the one he chose, which is cool. And so I, you know, I got on it for like a brief minute because again, I'm not, I know I'm not young. I'm not trying to be young, (laughs) but I showed him, I said, you know, once you get the hang of it and you kind of get your balance and you kind of get to where you can do this pretty easily. So you'll get to where you can pedal and then ease up. And then, you know, I moved one foot to the rear peg and then moved the other foot to the other rear peg. And then that's, you know, just hopped it up a little bit, a little bit. Cause I'm not trying to do, I'm not trying to go full red racing on this. <laughs> so, um, but, but yeah, it, uh, he was like, oh, that's awesome. And I was like, yeah, just slowly move into that work on this and then work, work up to this. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it was, it was great. So everybody had a good, had a good time. Nice weather yesterday. Um, that was about it. until we get into our movies. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, back on the TV front, <laughs> did, uh, Disney pluses. Disney Plus's, Disney Plus's Marvels. <laughs> uh, Moon Knight came out this week. Yes. What were your thoughts? Um, I mean, I liked it. I like how. I mean, how he kind of went in and out of not knowing what's going on because obviously he's blacking he's being, out. Yeah, he's blacking out and has no concept of time really. And apparently, this other being that's taken over is making decisions for him that would go against his normal characteristics. But it was just cool scenery, especially in the truck and blacking out. You know, when he threw a gun, it's like, just throw the gun. You know, just little comic beats. Um, yeah. But it's interesting. It's one episode in. Um, but I'm I'm on board to see what happens the next few. Yep. So this is the the IMDB synopsis for Moon Knight. <clears throat> a former U.S. Marine, which I, that has not been disclosed <laughs> yet, but a former U.S. Marine struggling with dis- dissociative identity disorder is granted the powers of an Egyptian moon god. But he soon finds out that these newfound powers can be both a blessing and a curse to his troubled life. <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> That seems a little different from what I watched, but maybe that's yeah. just me. To me, it started off as it it seems like he believes that uh Oscar Isaac, who's playing Moon Knight or Mark's Mark Spector, uh that he believes that he basically has a sleepwalking problem. Yeah. Cause he winds up and because he'll go to sleep. And have these weird dreams, and it turns out he winds up in a completely different place other than in his bed. So he basically ties himself down or, you know, uh, uh, restrains himself so that he doesn't, so he doesn't leave the bed. Even put sand around the bed, I guess, to see if he actually. Right. Footprint. Yeah. Footprints or anything like that. Tape on the door. So if it's disturbed, he knows he left, but no signs of him ever leaving the bed, really. (laughs) Right. So it's, and then he starts hearing voices and wondering what's going on. So it's, 
pretty interesting. And then you don't actually see the Moon Knight character until the last 10 seconds of the episode. Yeah. Uh, Which is fine because, again, it, it never shows him doing any fighting, just blacking out for... And, and then winding up, yeah. <laughs> aftermath of then going, him going, oh my god, what's going on? And then you hear another voice. Uh, like, oh god, the idiot's uh, taking over. <laughs> yeah, oh god, the idiot's taking over again. So, which is pretty funny. There's some good humor in it. Uh, yeah, Oscar, uh, Oscar Isaac plays Moon Knight. Ethan Hawke looks like he's going to be playing the villain uh, for the show as Arthur Harrow. Uh, May Kalamwe Kalamwe uh, as Layla L. Faluli, and then F. Murray Abraham as Konshu. So there's, yeah, um, it's a lot of fun already. So it's and leaves you guessing as to what's going on. So all all we know is is that Arthur Harrow or that. Mark Spector took some amulet thing that, or uh, scarab, took yeah. some sort of, I guess, magical scarab or whatever. Doesn't know how he got it. He just has it. Uh, Arthur Harrow wants it back, and he tries to get, uh, Mark tries to give it back, but then, you know, something's controlling his body to where it won't let him do it. So, Moon Knight senses. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His Moon Knight tingle. Like, don't know what's happening. I'm trying to give it back. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so definitely check it out. It's a fun. It's a fun show so far. Yeah. I mean, it's a Marvel show, so they're they haven't missed the mark on any of them yet. No pun intended. <laughs> Pretty strong opening yep. too. Yes, it's a great, great strong opening to the character and what you're gonna, what all you'll be. Uh, be getting into. Uh, what else have you been watching? Anything? Um, as far as shows, I haven't watched anything. Um, I know this week is The Walking Dead second midseason finale for their part two. Their second set of eight, and they have one more eight set of eight to go before they finally finish. But um, that finale is this Sunday. Um, this week I watched I watched uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> Oh, okay. I haven't watched a pay-per-view in I don't know how long, and I don't yeah. really keep up wrestling much other than just people, just reviews. And, um, of course, they, they split it up now to two nights. They do basically six hours a night. Oh, my God. I think it's it's, it's com- combined in the open, like the pre-show with the show. Oh, so okay. it's about three hours each night. So six hours total, I believe. Gotcha. Um, night one, I think, was maybe the better night. Um if you're familiar with the wrestlers currently on the roster, I think the best match for me, my favorite match was the Becky Lynch and um, Bianca Belair match. That was the more interesting, entertaining, mm-hmm. like keeps you invested in what's going on in the ring. And um, the next night was a little more flat in a way, gotcha. like not yeah. as many. It was kind of predictable outside of two matches for both nights. If the opponent entered second, they were more than likely going to win. They don't, they did that. They switched it up twice where I was like, okay, that was different, but it was predictable. Like yeah. you pretty much knew it was going to win outside of the two times where it went different, but, um, it was okay. It was entertaining. Giant Knoxville okay. even had a match. 
<laughs> it was it was more entertaining than actual wrestling, just yeah. doing the jackass spots and whatnot. Nice. So that was entertaining. Um, but it was cool. It was cool for the first pay per view event that I watched in who knows how long. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. Um. Uh, just real quick, real quick. Um, I, York and I have watched the first half of the latest jackass movie jackass mm-hmm. forever it's on paramount plus now so we watched the first half of it uh friday evening when grayson was at a uh, tumbling class yeah <clears throat> and i only fast forward through a couple of couple of bits because you know i'm like you don't need to see a bunch of dudes penises you know definitely not the monster but, at the beginning yeah so fast forward <laughs> through all that and then get to the other stuff and he was he was loving it so yeah. the uh the cup challenge was pretty good that's and then the uh, musical chairs he liked yeah. both of those a lot and then the uh <laughs> the obligatory lights out <laughs> challenge thing that was hilarious that was hilarious uh, oh he was rolling on that one yes so that's probably my favorite yeah. moment yeah in that it's, yeah it's and you know it's and it's the ones that don't involve all you know just all the gratuitous you know junk yeah <laughs> literally literal junk uh, being shown um practical yeah just just silly things like that is just so much funnier um but yeah he will watch i told him we'd watch the second half again <clears throat> you know round that out but i did watch the second episode of halo Okay, I haven't watched it yet. <clears throat> okay, it's not really a big. St- it's not really a spoiler alert, but uh, guess who? Uh, guess who's in it though? Guess who's in it? Yeah, as in like, it's they're having their own. This actor's having his own renaissance, so to speak. Been in a bunch of stuff lately from the nine '90s actor that we've been talking about off and on. Oh, crap. Yeah, I think, guess my mind's not going to help me here. <laughs> uh, oh, great, Didi. It's in charge again. <laughs> I go ahead. All right. Oaking Woodbine is is in Halo. I saw Bo- his name at the end credits of the last one. I'm like, where? Yep. Bo- the is, <laughs> continues. Is, is continuing. I don't know who his agent is, but I'm sure he's like <laughs> thanking them. Because I've seen him in more things in the past three months than I've seen <laughs> in the past 20 years. <laughs> so yeah. good for him. I wonder if he just did one of those things like he stayed at home and raised his kids. And then, you know, okay, they're grown. I want to go go back, go back and yeah, get back mm-hmm. at it. That'd be my, I mean, I'm curious, but yeah, dudes. <laughs> I was like, you know, and then another character is I'm like. Why do I recognize him? What have I seen him in? Who's this guy? Like, it was bugging the hell out of me who this who was playing this character in the in the show. Mm-hmm. I finally looked it up. It's freaking Charlie Murphy, <laughs> like Dave Chappelle, Charlie Murphy. How? He passed away though. Unless well, it's a different Charlie Murphy. Maybe. <laughs> but hmm. I don't know, man. You know how technology is anymore. Hmm. He just took his Rick James thing and just put it into the show. I don't, I don't know. 
<laughs> Too soon. But yeah, but the whole Boking Woodbine thing, when I saw his yeah. name at the end credits, I was like, it wasn't in this first episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't, maybe they, I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm definitely watch it this week. I guess I'll be watching both last week's and this week's when it come out. There you go. Um, this one, not as much happens, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, and by that, I mean, there's not a whole lot of like action. It's a lot of character stuff. Yeah. Uh, character stuff. But no, I mean, that's what's happening. And so don't expect like a lot of shooting because you're not going to see it. But it, uh, you know, just like anything else, you have to, you have to get from one area, you know, from one set piece to another and kind of get, keep the character moving. True. So that's what they're doing. I swear it's a Charlie Murphy. If I, I could have been hallucinating. <laughs> I mean, that might just be somebody yeah. else's name, Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure it's a common name in a way. Like got a lot of Joneses and Johnsons. Yeah. It's possible because now I'm not seeing it on the. I mean, who the hell knows? <laughs> so then finally, I rounded out my TV watching. I It had been recommended to me from a friend slash coworker that I should watch the worst roommate ever on Netflix. This is a four part, it's four part, but it's uh, four episodes. The last two episodes are a two part, I guess. So, <clears throat> um, so there's four episodes. These are documentaries. These are not script. This is not a scripted show. So the first one basically is about this lady who this older lady who takes in these basically has like a halfway house takes care of these people. You know, she's got money to help pay for, you know, for things. And so she just takes these people in. And so this one really nice social worker was trying to help this guy out who's homeless and doesn't speak a whole lot, you know, speak very good English, but does speak some, and trying to get him some assistance and get him, you know, to where he can find a place to live because he doesn't like the homeless shelters and uh, all these other places that are just not good for for him. Yeah. So, uh, so she finds this lady who has a room, and she, you know, he's. He doesn't like his family's in I think Mexico or somewhere, and so she he doesn't really have any family there. They're not really in contact very often, so that makes it. So she you know she calls to check on him and everything, tries to stop by. Uh, she tried calling one time and the landlady said that he wasn't there. He is his family had come to pick him up, and they're gonna be gone for a couple of days. And she found that weird because he hadn't been in contact with his family. Uh, so she kept, you know, she waited a couple of days, tried checking in again, checking in again. And it turns out she's like, something's wrong. You know, just something's off. So she contacts the police. And meanwhile, one of the other residents 
talks to the social worker lady. And so, she, which she then gets contact with the police. Police go and talk. I'm like, okay, well, you know, they look around. They don't see him his stuff. Don't see his, you know, don't see him. Uh, you know, the social worker lady's like, hey, why don't you go bring a shovel, you know, take a shovel to the backyard. So then it's like, okay, it's weird, but they'll, you know, whatever. So she asked, he asked, you know, they asked, you know, do we have, can we have consent to, you know, basically dig up your backyard just to, just to prove that there's nothing there. Yeah. And she actually said yes. So they dug and dug and then she's just like watching from the balcony. And they eventually hit something and then find body parts and body parts and more. And she's like, well, that could have been there for X amount of time. This was the 80s. So it was like the late 80s. So there's a lot of, you know, so our our technology wasn't as advanced then as it is now to detect body decomposition and stuff like that. Yeah. So they ended up finding not one, but two bodies. And one of them turned out to be the uh, the gentleman that the social work lady was trying to find. <clears throat> so they ended up detaining her. One body turned into two, which turned into three, which turned into four, which turned into a total of seven bodies that were found. Wow. This, so what she's been doing is basically taking these people in, poisoning them, then burying them in the in the backyard, but still because co- she was the payee of his like government money, so that could help pay for rent and whatever else. Yeah. Uh, since he didn't have any other family, so they made her the. So she's going to keep collecting these government checks. Wow. And saying it, they're still there. Yeah. I mean, the story went even crazier than that, uh, but it's definitely worth checking out. The second one is about, uh, I'm trying to remember. How's that one? They had one, the two-parter is about a serial squatter. So basically a guy that uh, would put an ad in saying that he wanted to be a roommate and all that and or needed a room had his u-haul with the stuff which wasn't much and would come and try and you know so they're like you know i can move in right now blah 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 and he'd had, hand over a little bit of cash for like first last month's rent and then that's it yeah and they wouldn't pay anything else and then we never you know wouldn't pay any of the other bills so she was going to try and kick him out she's like well you can't because i live here now so, uh, I guess, let's see, was this in New, I wanted, either New York or Pennsylvania, one of the two places, because uh, this guy had bounced around. They're, they had, like, squatters, like, the laws for, like, squatters for, like, squatters' rights. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. It's very lenient. So, it's not, it's really hard to kick somebody out without going through the process. And so... 
you know, they just want him out because the whole reason why they needed a roommate is because they need help paying the bills and all that. And this guy's not doing anything. And he's like moving stuff around in the house, you know, in the apartment, uh, moving in like this one place. He took all the dining room chairs and put them in his room to make a desk. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. It refused. He's like, well, there's only two of us here. Why would you need six chairs? You know, right. you should only need two. So he kept four and put two out there. I'm like, bro, she may have people over. <laughs> like, also, also, why do you care? Not your stuff. True. But yeah, yeah. So this dude just turned out to be the worst person in the world. Like he'd been scamming people left and right. Um, but they were finally able to get this dude. Uh, another one, uh, this, I remember the second one. Second one was about a guy that claimed to be a runner and uh, but refused to move and was taking people's money, scamming people out of money and different things. Like they had to get Interpol involved. Like it was crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, this it's tragic to see wh- what happened to these people. But it is fascinating because it's stuff you would never think about. So if you like true crime shows and stuff like that, this is a fascinating watch. There's only four episodes and one of them is a two-parter. So, and that is uh, why I'm thankful I never had to worry about a roommate. <laughs> right. So, Just never know who you're yeah. allowing into your space. Yeah, especially when, you know, and a lot of this stuff took place before we, before it was made possible for basically people to either stalk others on social media <laughs> yeah, or, you know, run background checks. You know, so as, you know, a non-business. So it's very fascinating, uh, but yet also very sad. Yeah. So with that being said, <laughs> let's get into our feature presentation. <laughs> Speaking of sad. Oh, <laughs> so it finally came out, ladies and gentlemen. In... <laughs> I, I was I was sitting there. I was like, okay. I, I Is there going to be a Morbius trailer before the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I wait on getting my seat till I got to the theater. I was like, all right, that went through successfully. And got my, my, nick, my snacks and whatnot and sat down. I'm like. You know, there's still a chance that this could be just some big, you know, April Fool's thing, even though I went to see it. Yeah. No, I did go see it April Fool's Day. Dang, I did. Damn. <laughs> but um, I was like, you know, there's still time for them to just make this a whole joke. And all the reviews might, you've seen have just been planted. It might be Son- It may be the first Sonic movie. You don't know. <laughs> Never know. Never know. Uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That sounds about. That sounds like things that happen to me. Yeah. I was and I was waiting for them to show to show the Morbius trailer before the Morbius movie. It's like I can't quit you. <laughs> uh, but alas, they did not. I. Uh, you went April Fool's Day. I was smart enough and waited the second. Mm-hmm. Um. Instead, we watched the Jackass movie. <laughs> we watched a bunch, a bunch of fools instead. Yeah, uh, it was all a fitting day. Um, I took I took York and 
we went with uh, again with uh, one of the kids that we carpool with and his his dad. They they joined us. Dean and Cole joined us, and so uh, which was nice. Cole's like me. Cole reminds me of me sometimes when I was younger, not mm-hmm. his age, but younger. When I would talk during the movies too, because I thought I had something funny to kind of riff on. Yeah. But Cole, like I would be at like a three or four. Cole's like an 11 all the time. Bless his heart. <laughs> he's a funny kid, but he's not quiet. <laughs> yeah. And it's like him and his, like his dad and I were both like, bro. Bring <laughs> the level down. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's okay. Just like a whisper, bro. <laughs> like, a, I mean, granted, there's like eight other people in this giant theater. Yeah. But nonetheless, they, uh, it's still good to, and you know what? After the last two years of not really being able to go to the movies, Grayson's having to relearn not to talk during the movies because she's been at home watching movies with me and we both just talk during them all the time, you know, not all the time, but we both talk during them. So we're trying to get, get her to remember that you keep your volume down. Yeah. Yeah. There's one thing you do is, kind of keep your volume down yeah uh, so anyways <laughs> it was humorous uh he did ask he asked his dad if uh if, if zoe kravitz was going to be in this movie i guess he found his first movie crush <laughs> so right. when, Not a bad when you watch bat yeah when you watch <laughs> the, when we went and saw bat when they joined us for batman and the imax uh he's, he's like is catwoman going to be in this one Cause she's pretty good. She's pretty cute. You know, <laughs> it's like, so it's no, like nobody. Not not, yeah. No, <laughs> this is the nobody. other, this is yeah. the great value Batman. Yep. Oh, uh, poetry. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, uh, it's like, no, it's like, Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Bless them. Uh, all right. Morbius ready. PG 13 runtime one hour, 44 minutes. So, I mean, it's a good sweet spot time. Uh, Biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. This came out on April Fool's Day, finally, uh, of this year, starring Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius, Matt Smith as Milo uh, Adria Arjona as Martine Bancroft, Jared Harris as Dr. Emil Nicholas, Tyrese Gibson as Agent Simon Stroud, and Al, comedian Al Madrigal as Agent Rodriguez. And Michael Keaton makes, I mean, this is no. It's in the trailer. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton returns as Adrian Toomes. Yeah. Uh, AKA the vulture. The worst kept secret, which I'm going to go there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, directed by Daniel Espinoza, written by Matt Sazma. Good grief. And uh, I think there's. Uh, and. Burke Sharples. So two screenwriters. Only two screenwriters on this one, surprisingly. But guess what they wrote before this? What's that? A movie I haven't seen, but the ratings. Yeah. Uh, Gods of Egypt. 
Oh, which I didn't know until afterwards. I'm like, yeah. But I haven't watched the haven't watched God's Egypt, so but yeah. but the reviews of it alone have kept Oof. me away from it. Yeah, <laughs> I think keeping most people away from it. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Espinosa directed the movie Life, which is you know a lot of people with uh, Ryan Reynolds and them up in space, yeah. and a creature gets out. A lot of people think that. it's yeah, and yeah. I ended up watching it later. Uh, like, a lot of a lot of Marvel fans are really trying to somehow connect that as like a venom origin story because <laughs> it's a little symbiote looking thing that's or black goo that's going around cha- shape shifting and everything yeah so i could see that and then he directed safe house with ryan reynolds and denzel washington so but uh child 44 and that's, that's about it yeah so, got a little bit of background. Yeah. So, basically, Jerry Widow's character grows up in, like, an orphanage-type thing in Greece uh, where he can be treated for his rare blood disease. Uh, Matt Smith's character ends up showing up. He has a lot of money. Um, sorry, Matt Smith's family's character. His family's character. Lord. Milo's, Milo's family has a lot of money. Matt's, uh, Matt Smith's character is a young boy, just like Michael Morbius is. They become friends. They both had the same thing. They grow up to be best friends. Uh, Jared Leto was able to... Milo almost dies, and Jared Leto basically MacGyver's his machine. And then <laughs> saves his life, and then somehow that makes him like Doogie Hauser, I guess. So uh, Jared Harris's character, Doctor Emil Nichols, sends him to a place in New York where he can still get treatment and you know have a better schooling, a better life. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, they're all grown, and uh, Morbius basically uh, is awarded a Nobel Prize. But then basically, I guess, refuses it. I don't know how you do that. But why would you go all the way over there just to refuse something? That seems like a waste of... Very Kanye-ish of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, he's able to cure other people of whatever they have going on, but he still hasn't been able to find a cure for himself, for himself. in my... So, yeah. Yeah. And so he ends up going to some BFE jungle area in Mexico. And... Lines up some cave and then traps a bunch of bats. More or less. Brings them back. It's never explained really how he came to the conclusion that bats can do this, you know, can be this cure or help with this cure. He he came up with a basically artificial blood. Yeah. And that's what's been curing all everybody else except for him and except for his rare blood type. So he, they do one, one trial, (laughs) one animal trial with this new, with the, uh, between the vampire, I guess, DNA more or less, and, uh, run it through like a PCR and all that and get this thing. And, oh, look, it's stable. It's holding stable. Yeah. 
So they try it on a mouse that is sick with, I guess, whatever. And it dies, but then it comes back. Yeah. So after that one successful trial, he's like, human trials, here we come. I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, no. That's not at least have like a little time jump say, well, we tried other things and it stayed stable, yeah. but not just, all right, <laughs> we're going to do and this. And it was stable for X amount of time. Yeah. Because yeah. that's part of his problem is that he went straight to, he went straight to human trials without seeing how long it it's holds stable for. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. But yeah, he goes to Milo because Milo's now grown. Milo is kind of like his biggest benefactor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, I can cure us, but we have to go out into international waters because it's not legal. I'm like, why can't you just do it when nobody's around? Like yeah, a basement. Basically, basically what or they did, a warehouse. They did him. I mean, yeah. No different. Yeah. But nonetheless, they had to go out to like international waters and all this other stuff. And then and to conduct this human trial experiment on himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bless. So they hire merc. Why do they hire mercenaries? Is the question. Is it because it's not legal? I guess, and if something happens to them, whatever, or I, I don't know. I hadn't figured. I just thought about them. Like, why did he hire mercenaries to on this freightliner boat? It's not even like a like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But it is the. Uh, if I don't know if you noticed, but the uh, the boat name for the boat is Murnau, which is the guy that directed Nosferatu. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, look at that, vampires. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it, so yeah, so they so he gets his uh, I guess his number two, uh, Martine Bancroft. Uh, to come assist. He yeah. tells her she doesn't have to, but you know, she's obviously going to go. And, uh, they, uh, they go and run this experiment on the boat. He, of course, flatlines, but then comes back. Of course, the mercenaries are like, well, I'm going to go check on the good doc, you know, I'm go check on the doctor. So it goes in this, you know, this one bro comes down and he's all, you know, they're looking for the doctor. She's like, well, you can't be down here. This is, you know, you need to leave, you know. And he refers to Martine as a nurse. And she's like, no, I'm actually a doctor. So, you know, get it right. Also, get out. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't happen. And then everybody else comes down. Or no. And then, uh, you know, he starts assaulting her. Well, then Morbius, you know. Oh, no, they go into the chamber together. Because yeah. he's no longer on the table. Yeah. Because he's up up above. Because he's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the attacking starts. And then. Then, of course, everybody else comes rushing down. Because somehow they. <laughs> I guess spider sensed it. I don't know. And then came down. Uh, and Yeah. Uh, the, the first guy that actually radioed him. Oh, OK. Because he started thank freaking you. out. Yeah. So he radioed him. All right. Yeah. So they all come running down for help. Yeah. Don't even and, assess it. They just come. It's okay. like, all right. <laughs> and then, you know, I would say hilarity ensues, but 
the tragedy ensues. Yeah. For the Mercs. And yeah. Ah, oh, bless. Um, and a lot of that's in the trailer. So it's, you know, he ends up when he, I would say comes to his senses, <laughs> transforms back into the doctor. Yeah. You know, the Jekyll Hyde type situation. And when he transforms back, he radios in for Mayday on the boat. Uh, he makes sure Martine's okay. She gets help. She gets, she winds up in the hospital. Uh, Tyrese and now magical show up as the F- FBI agents on international, on a coastal, on a freight liner in international waters that wind up off the coast of New York. To which I am like, wouldn't that be the Coast Guard that would show up? But whatever. Uh, hey. Whatever. I don't know. Just roll with it. We're, we're thinking too I'm much. Like, <laughs> yep, we are. Way too much. <laughs> and FBI does interstate crimes. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> rolling with it. Uh, and so... Th- yeah, so of course they had to allude to the thing in San Francisco being Venom because they have to find a way to connect this, <clears throat> try and connect the Sony movie verse somehow. Sony Marvel, <laughs> Sony Marvel, Marvely, I don't know, Marveloni. <laughs> Sony is you know, just doing whatever know. they can. Yeah, yeah, basically. We don't need your help. Except for we kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. We really want the Sinister Six movie to happen. Yeah, they really do. They've, they're they don't wanna, dying. They don't want to go about it the right way. They no, just no, want to no. force it. They want to do the WB route. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to do it. Yeah. We're just gonna. <laughs> but the one thing they're doing definitely is giving everybody their own individual movie. Unlike That's Lord. true. So. Doing something um, right. He's, in a way. In a way. So, you know, Morbius gets back. He tells Milo it was a big mistake. It didn't go wrong. You know, but he's like, but you're walking like you're cured. You know, like, I need to have this. I need to have this. Like, no, it's turns me into something like I've killed people, you know, all this other. He's like, all right, but I still need this. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It sounds very much like Amazing Spider-Man 2 when... That version of Harry wanted Spider-Man's blood to cure him. Right. But he's like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> he's not seeing the bigger picture of it. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, there's a, there's a consequences. It's like side effects. But yeah. he's like, nah, man, I'm just looking at you. That's what I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I get, he's like, I will, you know, I'm going to die. I'm like, well, not any, like you're holding stable because of the artificial blood, which is, just keep doing that till he can work out the kinks, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you've got an iPhone. You've got the new iPhone. Yeah, I do. But it, it was kind of a mistake because there's a lot of problems with it. Yes, but I need the new one. I'm like, maybe you should wait until they get the kinks worked out and then and then yeah. get the new one. But no, he's just got saying. money. He's rich. Yeah. And he's just, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, I need this right now, no matter what, because he's not willing to listen to reason. And so he... This is the part that trips me up in this movie. Mm-hmm. So he goes on the run because uh, 
essentially Morbius winds up kind of getting framed, not for the boat thing, but gets framed for something else. So he grabs the antidotes. He grabs the artificial blood because we find out that Morbius can only sustain it. Like, you know, basically his not, he sustained being cured for six hours, but he's finding out that that time starts to get shorter and shorter before yeah. he has to, it's that bloodlust. Like he yeah. just got that thirst for Pretty blood. much. Yeah. Yeah. And so he takes all that and he runs off with the duffel bag. He gets chased and then ends up floating or whatever. It shows like in the trailer with him floating across, gliding, I guess. But he leaves the duffel bag. And it goes into, we do find out it goes, it winds up going into evidence. But we then also find out that Milo has changed, taken the serum. So he's mm-hmm. going to wind up, he's now the bad guy. Yeah. And he doesn't care because he's just not, he's not disabled anymore. So he doesn't care takes yeah, to, stay. <laughs> to stay that way and not die. So he doesn't care. Whereas Morbius has a little bit more of a conscience about it. Um, and so, but my thing is, how did he get the serum if it was in the duffel bag, which is in evidence? Again, plot armor is pretty uh, translucent in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot of, it's it's a plot armor with a lot of holes that need to be refilled. Um, yeah. yeah how, did he, how did he get it? Yeah. Never explained. He just shows up and he's changed. Like we know he took it, but we don't know how. So there's the only thing I think of is that there's a deleted scene somewhere. Pretty sure the only lot. thing I could, yeah, about to say the only thing I can hope for is that there's a deleted <laughs> scene somewhere. Yeah, but it, it it's not like there's a lot that goes on in this movie. My and it's still my favorite part of the movie is they're they're in this, they're in. There's a scene where you're in someone's apartment and it, there's this really close up shot of a diploma and it says doctor of science. And I did my best to not laugh as hard as I did because anybody, I mean, if you know anything about getting, when you go to college and you get a doctorate, it's a doctorate in, and then a specific thing. It could be a, a doctor in physics, a doctor in economics, which is, you know, uh, like you don't get a doctorate in science. If you do, it's a doctorate in science with a specialty and whatever. Yeah. Like York's mom is, she's a, she got hers. She's a doctor. She's her PhD is molecular micro, microbiology and immunology. That's what her doctorate is in. Yeah. So it does not say a doctor of science. It says doctor of whatever. So it's, to me, it's really funny that it just says doctor of science. <laughs> on it out the specialization I, yeah i said does that come with the frame or something it just feels like it's one of those things diploma frames and you just that was already on there yeah put your name in <laughs> i was cracking dude i was i was rolling doctor of science so you know he because there's this there is the same word you know uh martin bancroft and morbius uh end up kissing i go i go ah the doctor of romance meets the doctor of science <laughs> Will they, won't they? Right. They will. Oh, 
I'm just like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> nobody got, yeah. Uh, no time for love, Dr. Jones. We got to go. <laughs> got to go. Oh, man. I don't know. It, it, the runtime with it being, I, yeah. I kind of feel like in a way, maybe a little longer time to kind of, at least the Milo character, get a little more development out of him yeah. to see the, I guess, the yeah. turn, so to speak. You know. Yeah. So, having no idea about these characters. Yeah, same. I, I did some. Re- I had to look them up after we got home, and I spent a good fifteen minutes and could not find Milo's character or anything about him in any of the Morbius mythology. So I think they legit. I think they legit just made him up, made this character up for this movie. I believe so, because I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, even in the IMDb trivia and the Marvel, you know, website under the characters that, you know, will tell you like they're like Blade is technically Morbius's, I guess, yeah. villain or not villain, but arch enemy, I guess. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. But Morbius is also kind of like a Catwoman, where it's like picks aside, you know, sometimes good because he's been on the Avengers yeah. at one point, um, but also is a villain. So. It, it, it's really weird, but there is a lot of like Dracula mythology in this. I would have been happier if they just didn't associate this with the Marvel character and just made it like a Dracula movie or, or even better, just acknowledge that the, that the uh, mythology of Dracula was actually maybe not a mythology, but actually did occur. And these were these, this is what happened to, to Dracula, but just, back then like you don't have to show me flashbacks with that actually happening you could just show like just an exposition of like in one of the old you know like an old-timey book doing research you know just do it that way and then it shows that dracula was actually a real you know these things actually he actually was a real vampire and these actually did happen and that it's not still just some uh something that an author you know came up with in the book yeah. So, I mean, they refer to the bats as vampire bats, so yeah, we can just yeah, they could have done that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like they're they're just like Tyrese is in this. His character could have been played by anybody. There's anybody. no real. He didn't. He didn't really. I think Add he was, may may have had a bigger role that they got cut. Yeah. Um, but he's just there. Yeah, and it could have just been anybody. You know, it could just anybody play those agents. And this and, movie uh, just kind of, and the movie just kind of ended. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and then Morbius somehow had this ability that they never showed he knew that he had. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, cause there's a point that he, he literally hit his enemy with a Kamehameha wave of bats. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's why I just said this is this is in the category of movies that exist. It, it, agreed. <laughs> it's watchable, but um, I think what messed this movie up is the trailers because the trailers are, are more interesting than the actual movie. Yeah. Considering a lot of stuff in the trailers didn't appear in the movie. Exactly. And they tried to, you know, lean it heavy on Spider Man because they say, "Oh, the studio had brought you this, 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 and that." Yeah. And then even in the trailer, they show a, a poster. Uh, yeah. Spider Man. Not there anymore. Like, not, not in the movie. movie. So it's like Sony well, just because I mean, nobody knows who Spider-Man is now. I mean that's true, but yeah, still, but still, 
mean, they yeah. know who Spider-Man is. We don't know who Peter right. Parker is. They That's know true. Spider-Man. That, Spider-Man that is still known. Yes, valid. So they they just use that trailer to get people in. And that's definitely just sucker bait. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hey, you well, watch and, this. And J. Jonah Jameson apparently had a bigger role in this movie. They took it out. Oh, he was actually in it, too? Yeah. Oh, they took see? it out. I did read that part. Uh, yeah, J. Jonah Jameson was actually in it, and they took it out. Oh. Damn. And then, then the Milo character, I, did, I was reading, it said that there's, I guess... They based his character more on Morbius. You know, like, there's supposed to be another yeah. person in this, but they didn't put that character in. Instead, they did this and just based it more on the Morbius character, like, the, I guess, the opposite end of... Right. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. They it, just... They just they watch, missed, watch it. We'll just... Yeah, they missed the mark. I mean... And you know what? I kind of thought that the first Venom, but I rewatched... You know, when I rewatched the first Venom, I enjoy it more. Yeah. I just think it's a more enjoyable watch than this one. This one is, was a little bit harder. I don't think if I rewatch this again, which I'm sure I probably will, but if I were to rewatch it again, I would like it more. Probably. Yeah. I mean, let's see. And I've watched, so Sony got a deal where if you watch this Venom and Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you get them yeah. digitally. So I'll be getting them digitally at some point. So okay. probably when I rewatch, unless, you know, Kyla comes back, she wants to see it then. I'll watch it again. I did like the effects. Yes, and that's the one. And I did, you know, I I try not to crap on movies real hard because still they're making a movie and I'm not. So, yeah. and I know studios have a lot of notes and influence. So I try not to crap on the filmmakers too much because you know at some point they're so. gonna they've only got yeah they've only got so much they can do without. You know, um, and did I, I think I saw that this budget was only like 75 million. Wow, for a pretty low, for, yeah, yeah, but the effects were outstanding. Which you know, I was like, Well, and I told that in York, and I discussed that too because he thought it was okay. Uh, he said it wasn't his favorite, but he thought it was okay. But he agreed that the effects were probably the best part of the film, yeah, um, speed, his, yeah, uh, echolocation ability. Even the flying, even though the flying yeah. in the train section, I still don't understand. Yeah, what that spoke. But his the color effects and all mm-hmm. that, I like that. There's, there's a yeah. lot in here that you can like. Yes, it's just there's just, no real cohesiveness to the story. Story whatsoever. Yeah, and there are a lot of que- there's more questions than there are answers whenever you whenever you leave the theater. Yeah. But, but I guess it's kind of good. You're still talking yeah. about it, so it kind of does its yeah. thing there. Yeah. But if there's a sequel, there's, we'll see yeah. what they do. <laughs> there are two mid, two mid credit, mid like real quick mid credit, like literally things. Mid. <laughs> yeah, uh, oil snippets. But that's so keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, and do they add anything? To me, not really. But it's still something. Sony being Sony. Yep. Trying to still trying to be in that Marvel world. The MCU. Yep. But all right, man. Uh, you're up. All right. <clears throat> so uh, yesterday I went to go see the movie X from A24. Yeah, buddies. I will say this is this is very much a A24 movie. But it's um, I guess it's because it's set in 1979, so it does have that 
kind of late 70s, early 80s vibe going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, release March 18th. Has a runtime of an hour and 45 minutes. Perfect. Yep. Directed by Ty West or T West. Um, starring Mia Goth as, well, she's playing two characters here. Okay. Maxine, and then she's playing an older character named Pearl. Uh, you have Jenna Ortega as Lorraine, Martin Henderson as Wayne Gilroy, Brittany Snow <clears throat> as Bobby Lynn, Owen Campbell, RJ Nichols, Stephen Yuri, and Scott Muscutty, who's a sheriff who's really not in it much. Um, but it's 1979. A group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas, but when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. So you have this group of young people trying to make movies of the adult kind, but the director, well, I guess you could say the cinematographer they have is trying to do more of a cinematic, like be more story driven type, you know, not just doing Mm -hmm. smut film. Right, right, right. Do more to it. So they go to this uh, farm land this in their hosts they pay um they say only 30 bucks but the producer pays them more just so they can kind of like i guess a little hush money or whatever but the husband of the couple that's there howard doesn't really like them and but he just says whatever just stay out of the way and don't try to you know upset my wife because you know she's got issues (laughs) basically and um they have a couple of scenes where they're shooting their scenes so it's definitely not a kid movie um but it's just a lot of odd things happening. Uh, the wife just kind of creeps in the background watching them. And uh, there's even one scene where Mia Goth's character is basically skinny dipping in a pond area. And there's a gator. And, you know, you see her kind of swimming back to the dock and the alligator swimming behind her. Kind of have some tense moments like, is he going to get her and whatnot? But it doesn't happen. Kind of like a little psych out moment. Yeah. Um, and then... It's about an hour or maybe hour and 10, where it's mostly a lot of character building, setting up the story. The actual kind of thriller horror elements don't happen until like the last 45 minutes. Okay. So that's when it goes to slasher mode and whatnot. Yeah. But um, there's somebody that doesn't like what they're doing also, and it's just starts picking them off one at a time. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. It's, okay. The weirdness is with the old couple. Gotcha. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into that. Um, I thought it was it's pretty creepy. Yeah. You know, but I, again, it's 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 a twenty four movie. Um, a lot of it it's real cringy to watch. <laughs> it's it's really cringy. There is some eye stuff. So if uh, you do get to check it out, there's like one yeah. scene of eye stuff. You'll you'll definitely know when it's coming. Yeah. It's it's obvious, so you'll be able to avoid actually seeing. And it's real okay. quick. Um, but I thought it was cool. It kind of felt like an old, like Grindhouse Friday the Thirteenth, like Friday the Thirteenth type, night, um, Halloween kind of creepy vibe that's going on. Um, if you watch the movie, there is kind of a end credit at the end, and okay. I, I won't I won't say what it is, but there's a okay. end credit scene for this that um kind of I think we'll expand on this story a little more. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I I I'll be honest. I saw that you had gone yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was like, I might go tonight. And I'm like, 
but do I really want to go see it? You know, because I'm like, I don't know if I'm mentally in the right mindset to go see this movie yeah. tonight. So, and I was kind of exhausted, like my everything. I don't know why, but like I was just hurting last night. I mean, this weather's yeah. been so up and down, and so my back's been giving me problems for, you know. So I wasn't really feeling. I was like, maybe I'll just wait. <laughs> so. I mean, it starts. It starts uh, pretty simple enough, yeah. but uh, it's like I said, about an hour and so in is when it starts getting eight twenty four ish. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'll probably go check it out this week, for sure. Yeah, uh, Jenna Ortega. Most people probably most at least recently will know her from from the latest Scream movie. She played mm-hmm. uh, Tara Carpenter in that. And another movie that we have talked about on the show was The Babysitter, uh, Killer Queen. She was in that one as well. And uh, let's see here. Whoops. And of course, most people know uh, Brittany Snow from the Pitch Perfect movies and from the Prom Night remake and Hairspray and all that. And people know who Kid Cudi is. <laughs> uh, uh, but Martin Henderson's been in a bunch of stuff. I mean, he's been around for a good minute. He was in. The Ring, Smoking Aces, Torque, Flyboys. I mean, just a name, just a few. And um, and he's done some TV work as, as well. It was on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and I like, uh, I like the cast. They had good yeah. chemistry with each other. Yeah. Even Kid Cudi. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he did all right. Don't look at me. Don't look at me, man. <laughs> Who's... You know, Cuddy's coming, but, you know, don't look at him when he comes on stage. <laughs> don't make eye contact with him. He makes a lot of eye all contact foot, in this. All, all, <laughs> all four foot all four eleven of them. <laughs> Tiny little man. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I don't care enough to make or not make eye contact, but no. Sorry. I, I've, <laughs> I've had some interesting experiences with hip-hop artists. Um, but Ty West, direct, uh, who did write and direct this, he also did VHS. I don't know if you ever, it was a anthology movie. Hmm, I haven't watched that yet. Okay, if you get, uh, I'm not sure what it's on. It's on Prime. Okay, if you get time, watch that. There's actually two of them, VHS one and two. I actually really enjoyed this one, uh, VHS, because I caught it. I think you're at the library or on streaming or something. Just one day, I'm like, let me go see what this is about. And it's actually pretty interesting. It's just like a little anthology series of little vignette things of different uh, storylines that all kind of intersect. It's pretty interesting. Um, I really liked it. He also did one that's called The House of the Devil, which I feel like I have seen, but I can't remember how long ago. Um, I think it is still on. I feel like it's on Netflix. Uh, But yeah. And then um, The Innkeepers, which is kind of a creepy movie from 2011. And uh, with uh, Sarah Paxton, Pat Healy, Kelly McGillis, and um, Lena Dunham. So it's kind of a creepy movie also. So he's definitely done some things that'll uh, be good to watch. So... All right, going from a uh, 
a bunch of young adults <laughs> getting it on to a couple of adults that also got it on. <laughs> um, <laughs> weird segue to talk about cheaper by the dozen, but <laughs> um, so yesterday Grayson and I watched uh, on Disney Plus the latest. Uh, in, uh, incarnation of Cheaper by the Dozen uh, that went straight to that you know uh, went to Disney Plus hour and forty seven minutes rated PG starring Gabrielle Union as Zoe Baker Zach Braff as Paul Baker Erica Christensen as Kate uh, I think it's pronounced Timon uh, or Timon uh, Kyle Durant as Dom Clayton. And uh, then there's all the kids that you all can look up. I'm not going to read all 11 to 12 of them off. This was written by Frank B. Gilbreth Jr. based on his novel and Ernestine Gilbreth Carey based upon the novel. Um, Craig, uh, I think it's Titley, or uh, wrote the screen to story by and Kenya Barris as, as also. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple plot cause it's a Disney movie, Disney plus movie. I believe yeah. this is the fourth. There was the original from the fifties and six fifties slash sixties. And then there were their two, uh, ones with Steve Martin. So I think this is, makes it the fourth one. I have never seen any of the others. I don't know if you have or, or had or not. Uh, if I have, it's been 20 years, <laughs> probably. Yeah, so either I have or if I if I did, with as long as it's been, no, I haven't. Because <laughs> I probably don't remember anything from it if I did. I, I didn't watch any of the Steve Martin ones and did not watch the original. Uh, so basically, it's about the raucous exploits of a blended family of 12, the Bakers, as they navigate a hectic home life while simultaneously managing their family business. So the uh, so basically, Zach Braff's character was originally married to Erica Christensen. They had two kids, and then they, as they worded it in the movie, they... You know, things changed that they ended that chapter of their life to start a new one. Uh, he was a cook at a rest at a crappy restaurant. He ended up, you know, the business closed. He ended up buying the bill, you know, buying it and taking over and then starting his own all day breakfast restaurant. Yeah. Uh, Gabrielle Union's character, Zoe Baker, originally was married to. Dom Clayton, who's a Pro Bowl NFL football player. And they had two kids. And, you know, he was off doing, you know, football and then off doing deals, you know, sponsorships and all this other stuff. So less time with her. So they ended that chapter of their life and then started a new one. And she ends up eating at Paul's restaurant. And they meet, you know, had a little meet cute thing. And then they ended up getting married. And then with her marketing degree is what uh, 
you know, helped grow their business. So now, uh, you know, like they said, it's a blended family. So this shows is showing that all four parents are involved. Um, Dom's not as involved because he's playing football and everything, but still trying to be by bringing gifts and stuff like that. Um, he has a sponsorship with Beats, so he brings everybody like personalized Beats headphones and all that. And then brings his son, like brand spanking new Jordans, even though his kids are like, like the nerd, you know, likes comic books and stuff like that. And not really into sports. His, uh, would be, I guess his sister, uh, the oldest is trying to get a scholarship to play basketball at USC. Cause that's where her dad went to college. Um, but she's into basketball. She's really good. So there's that. And then, uh, but, uh, like where Kate fits in is that Kate basically there's two sets of twins that Zach and Zoe ended up having together. Uh, so the twin stay at home. Kate watches the twins while she is trying to, uh, trying to grow her yoga studio because that's what she's doing for work. And then uh, Paul and Zoe go and work at the restaurant. And then when the kids aren't at school, they help out with their, the kids are there to help out at the restaurant. And they do have one, one of the kids is in a wheelchair. They have one that's uh, they ended up adopting. That was, they were the God children to this kid parents died in a car accident they ended up adopting the the kid who is indian of indian descent okay so you've got a great mix of uh not only different races but different cultures as well and paul comes up with this this new sauce he calls it his hot hot sweet savory sauce or something like that it's either hot or sweet or savory, depending on what you put it on. Mm-hmm. However, that works. But sure, sounds cool. Sounds like a thing. Sauce that adapts to the food. <laughs> Pretty much, more or less, is what it sounds like. <laughs> he ends up getting a deal where he can meet with investors to get his sauce put into grocery stores, make it more mainstream and available. So uh, that ends up going not super great, but nonetheless, he's still found two that uh, these two, this set of twins that decide to go and do that, you know, basically invest. Apparently these, the twins or the girls that they look like twins, but who knows they decide to invest. Apparently they're from the sweet Valley high series, according to Ruth, because I can always count on her to let me know all about the twin shows. (laughs) So that's just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's so-and-so and so. I'm like, Sure it is. <laughs> so uh, they were able to move out of their house to a much, much, much nicer house. But that also means the kids had switched schools. And even though this house looks extremely expensive and you would think have its own pool, they it does not. Uh, they have a community pool that they all have to share. So, of course, they move in and the. I guess the security guy from the neighborhood or whatever rolls up on his Segway to let uh, Zoe know that there's a noise ordinance after no loud noises after 
10 after 10 p.m. To which she's like, do you say that to everybody that mo- that is literally just moving in or just to us? So th- this movie, for what it is, and, and there's some good funny mo- moments and everything. It's a good family movie. It deals with race. Uh, not only in that instance, but also uh, Dom and and Paul have a conversation about, you know, about uh, Dom's son that feels more comfortable talking to Paul than talking to Dom because they have more things in common. Um, but he says there, Dom's like, listen, he's getting ready. He's going to get to be to the age where he's almost a man. And there are things that he will go through that you're not going to, that you have no experience or not going to know about as he grows up as a black man, you know, and as going into high school. And all the things that he's going to have going against him. And so it's a very serious, interesting conversation that is weird to see in a family movie. But, you know, it's a but it's good for kids. Like, I I don't feel like I said, I feel like this kind of I said, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing to have happen. It, It just feels tone wise the way the tone of the movie is that this is kind of a weird thing to kind of put in here. Like, I'm glad it's in there, but it just, it feels like a weird, if it was a drama, cool, I would totally get this, but this is a family comedy, so it seems kind of out of place, Mm -hmm. but I'm glad it's in there. Does that make, I don't know if that makes sense, but it was interesting. And then the Indian kid gets picked on because, you know, there's, he's getting bullied at the new school because the kids think that he's Middle Eastern and... You know, they're picking on him. They have a nephew. uh, It's Paul's sister-in-law has to go into rehab. So they have they take in essentially his nephew um, who has been known to steal things. But it turns out he's okay. So they. uh, You know, they kids grow to adapt. He ends up helping the Indian kid learn, you know, to defend himself and stuff like that. And they become best friends. So it's pretty interesting. Um, I liked it. Grayson's watched it twice already. And so I would check it out. I think it's an interesting movie. It's fun. It's very, other than a couple of times, it's fairly lighthearted. But it's definitely worth a watch, I think. Good family movie night. Movie. So I would definitely check it out. On the On the Disney Plus. Disney Plus. So my final contribution, <laughs> I checked out the movie Uma. Yes. Which also released March 18th of this year. It has an even sweeter runtime of an hour and 23 minutes. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so it's directed by Iris K. Shim, starring Sandra Oh, Fievel Stewart, um, Miwa Alana Lee, Tom Yi. <clears throat> Odea Rush and Dermot Moroni. So it's about Amanda and her daughter Chris as they live a quiet life on an American farm. But when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea, Amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning into her own mother. So they live on this farm, no electricity. When it's night, they use like lanterns and whatnot. Um, basically just living practical life. They don't 
have cell phone, no landline. They have no way of, you know, people contacting us. They show up. Yeah. <clears throat> so things don't really get weird until Amanda gets a visit from her uncle. Mm -hmm. And that's when she's notified that her mother had passed away a couple months ago. And so when the uncle arrives, you know, she starts freaking out, telling him, this, like they show in the trailer, she's telling him to stop, turn the car off. So apparently she has this condition where if she's around electricity, she gets sick. And so that's why she's telling him to turn the car off, turn yourself oh. off, and all this. So Interesting. <clears throat> right. So he has this, um, well, prior to getting to the house, he runs into her daughter, and he's speaking Korean, but she doesn't understand a word of it. And gotcha. So, he knows who she is, but he, he can't communicate, obviously. So he continues on to the house and he lets her know, lets Amanda know, like, hey, you know, you left your mom. You know, she died because of you and try to put a like, guilt trip on her and yeah. um, how it's hard to find her. Like, you know, there's no there's no way to contact. And so <clears throat> they have kind of an argument and she makes him leave. But he leaves, of course, the suitcase that has the mother's remains. And things start getting kind of weird after that. She starts having like hallucinations, somewhat kind of like in Moon Knight, where she kind of just blacks out and things happen. Like she starts having visions of her mother. And like as she's seeing it, when she snaps back out of it, she's like interacting with her daughter. Like there's one scene where she thinks she pushes her mom, but she actually pushes her daughter. And her daughter's like, what's going on? Like, what's what's the deal? And um, so <clears throat> it just it kind of felt like an A24 movie in a way, but it's not. Gotcha. But, uh, it's it's kind of creepy. Um, I feel like this is more of a <clears throat> situation where maybe growing up, Amanda's mom was abusive. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like PTSD from it in a way. Gotcha. And um, <clears throat> so as far as her condition where she can't have electricity around her, they invite, uh, I guess, a family friend and his daughter over. And the... The young his daughter and her daughter kind of get isolated to their own little area and talking. And um, the daughter pulls out. I mean, the friend pulls out her cell phone. She's like, hey, you can't have your phone on. You know, turn it off because my mom gets sick. And it's like, well, I've had my cell phone on this whole time and your mother seems fine, <laughs> you know. So kind of alluding to maybe it's just a mental thing. Yeah. You know, so. <clears throat> but it gets it gets kind of. Real deep. I think it's more of a just she, with her lifestyle growing up with the mom. She kind of separates herself from the from the family. She doesn't teach her mm -hmm. daughter Korean. She basically keeps you know just like she's American. So just learn what you learn here. Just kind of separating herself from her culture. And it's more about confronting her past in a way to kind of find us. You know, I guess a um, <clears throat> I guess a solution to what's going on right now. And okay. that's, that's why everything's happening, because she's not accepting of everything that she had just because of, you know, her mother's treatment growing up. And it's a little deeper than that. You know, her mom, you know, you learn more about her mom and what happened. But um, it's cool. It's not a it's not a bad movie. It's um, <clears throat> it's creepy. A little, a little suspense. Um, again, it kind of reminded me of watching the episode of Moonlight where she kind of has her moments where she blacks out and. You know, she starts hearing voices, her mom's voice. Yeah. In a similar fashion. Like, just like, let me be your daughter's mother. We can do this together. You know, right. let me take control, so to speak. Similar elements there. But I think it's worth checking out. <clears throat> okay. 
I, I've wanted to see both of those, and I just haven't made it yet. Um, I know uh, that a couple. Pe- I've had a couple people message me that have something like I wanted. It wasn't bad. I was just run- wanting more from it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wished it would have been better because I wanted more from it. But it. Yeah. But they didn't. I guess hate it. Yeah. Yeah. That was so. okay. <clears throat> It's, it's definitely in the positive element mm. compared to our feature. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can agree with him. It's this is is probably maybe would have I don't know. Like I liked it, but I kind of feel like them. Yeah, maybe a little more from it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, lastly, for me, another Disney Plus movie. <laughs> Hit some kids movies this week. Finally. Yeah. Uh. Long overdue. Uh, thankfully, next week we'll have another one. So, yay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, better Nate than ever. Which is... it When you keep trying to say better late than never, but you go better Nate than ever. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, you're just like... I, <clears throat> no. um, this is an adorable movie that I loved. Uh Disney Plus run uh, rated PG runtime one hour thirty four minutes. Uh, came out Friday, April first on Disney Plus. Thirteen year old Nate Nate Foster fantasizes about becoming a big Broadway star. He and his best friend Liddy mastermind a daring trip to New York City to audition for for Lilo and Stitch the musical. Because you know Disney. Yeah. Uh, so what happens is that his parents go out of town for an anniversary trip. Uh, his big brother, Anthony, has a track meet. So he's going to be gone. Well, he's like, well, I bet I can stay at, uh, oh, it's Libby, not Liddy. Uh, I bet I can stay at Libby's house. And so she's like, really? Do you think she'll mind? And he's like, no, no, no. So then they, him and Libby go catch a bus and go to go to New York so he can audition for we the we Lone stitch musical. Cause he didn't make the school musical, which they're doing instead of doing Hamlet, they're trying to do Lincoln. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't even, he thought he was going to get the title role, which he's not really that tall. And they gave it to a taller kid. Yeah. And they just put him in the chorus. And he's like, I'm a tree. He's like, I'm not even playing Weekend's dead son. <laughs> a tree. So, yeah. <clears throat> but he's got like musical uh, posters all up in his room. His aunt, you know, he uh, who he doesn't get to talk to very much because his mom and his aunt aren't very close or, you know, aren't really talking a whole lot. And so but she got to go to Broadway and was on Broadway for like three weeks or whatever. So he you know, kind of idolizes her a little bit. His aunt is played by, first of all, Nate is played by Ruby Wood. Uh, Anthony played by Joshua Bassett. Uh, Libby is played by Aria Brooks. And uh, his aunt is played by Lisa Kudrow. So he was great to see in this. His parents uh, were both originally in or were both in the original Broadway performance of or Broadway cast of Wicked, which there is a Wicked poster in Nate's room. 
So there's a little reference there. I feel like there's a lot of Broadway people in that. It's kind of like when I watch Tick, Tick, Boom, where I'm like, these are definitely people in Broadway that I do not know. Yeah. And I feel like that's the same thing that's happening in, in this movie, that there's a lot of like cameos, which are great, except for those of us who don't know who they are. Now, Smokey Robinson shows up. I did recognize him, <laughs> but still, that's that's about it. I got one. Um, anyways, uh, so they go, and he auditions, and he ends up getting a callback. Like he does well, but he also goes viral on TikTok and all this other stuff. But he's having to convince, you know, he meets his aunt, runs into his aunt, actually more than anything, at the audition, and yeah, it's really interesting so it's and it's fun there's musical numbers in it so you may not like it but it's a lot of fun and it's got some good humor i love this kid that plays nate uh r-u-e-b-y ruby wood who is a he he's this is his first feature because he's a broadway person broadway kid he apparently played charlie in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory musical, Broadway musical adaptation. And he was also in, um, hold on, trying to remember what the other musical he was also in. Oh, he played Michael Banks in in the uh, Mary Poppins. So, um, but yeah, it brilliant performance. A lot of fun to watch. If your kids are into musicals or anything like that, they'll love this movie. This is just a fun movie to watch anyways. Just very low stakes uh, conflict. I mean, other than just having to survive in New York as a middle schooler <laughs> without any adult supervision. Uh, so, yeah, very interesting, very funny, very just entertaining. Highly recommend so that's better Nate than ever. And then uh, for trailers, we've only got the one. Speaking of movies that keep getting pushed back and may or may not ever see the light of day. Top Gun Maverick. Uh, newest. Well, really, it's only the second trailer that they've yeah. put out. I have not watched it because I saw the first one, thought that was more than enough. Yeah, I'm good. <clears throat> so I'm not watching this new one. But it is available on IMDb and YouTube and wherever you watch your trailers. Uh, and it's slated to come out May 27th. And we are still slated to have uh, our our good friends at $2 Late Feed to come and join us to talk about it. So until then. So uh, that's it for trailers. Everything else is TV stuff. This week we have... Sonic 2. Oh, it's Boogaloo, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> and Ambulance, Michael Bay's latest, to which he's already talked crap about. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. He was talking trash about the uh, special effects. Wow. I'm like, you of all people are talking trash about your... All right, man. I said, why don't you just borrow it like you did with Transformers and the Island? You just took the special effects from Transformers and put it in the Island. Yeah. Copy and paste, bro. But then, of course, everything, everywhere, all at once. That'll be the one I think you and I are looking forward to the most. Yeah. Kids will look forward to Sonic. We'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> next. Well, A24 it up again next week. 
yeah. And maybe maybe I will have had a chance to see X, and I'll have a double dose of uh, A24 going on. So that's all I got, man. All right. Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Have an awesome week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.